I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. If right now your alarm clock is, you know, that little body standing at the side of your bed staring at you and repeatedly being like, mom, 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 you're missing out. You're just missing out on an opportunity to have a few minutes to yourself to focus on yourself. Get your head and your heart aligned and in a place so that when your kids do wake up, right, you've already taken care of yourself a bit and you're ready to jump into what they need from you. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home. And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. All right, friends. Episode one. This is such a surreal God dream come true for me. So if you're listening from day one, I just want to welcome you and thank you for being here from the start. This is so freaking cool. Alrighty, so I wanted to start off with something really practical that I felt like might have a great impact um, with just an incremental change. So the truth is that we all already have morning routines, right? So whether they're happening intentionally or whether they're kind of just happening by default, we have a way that we go about our mornings, right? How we start our day. So for me in the last three to four years, I've decided to really start my day on purpose. So I found that it just makes a really incredible difference for me. I used to start my day, you know, whenever my kids kind of woke me up, I'd make a cup of coffee and then 
Inevitably, I'd end up drinking it cold as I ran all over the house, right? Doing all the things we do in the morning, changing diapers and making breakfast, packing lunches, uh, trying to get everyone to brush their teeth and their hair, and then whatever, screaming for them to get their shoes on so we can frantically leave the house on time. And I was just really feeling spent, like I'm already exhausted by 8 a.m. So if any variation of that sounds familiar to you, you're not alone. Mornings can feel really rushed. They can feel really chaotic. And wherever you find yourself in this season, I'm just believing that if you take a few minutes and intentionally create this morning routine that serves you, right? You're going to be amazed by how much of a difference it makes. Productive mornings are going to generate productive days. Intentional, peaceful mornings are going to generate intentional, peaceful days. You'll find that if you start your day with a good morning routine, you're going to wake up with more energy. You're going to have some structure and strategy to start your day. And I think you'll find clarity and just be better equipped to overcome the day's challenges. For me, I've noticed that I really wake up with an increased focus, more awareness of the things I'm grateful for. And I just started living with, you know, this new sense of alignment uh, for the vision I have for my life. So here's what I found that works well for me. Uh, Feel free to take it as your morning routine. You can tweak it, make it work for you. I've created a step-by-step worksheet to help you guys creating your own morning routine. There's a link to it in the show notes, so just make sure you check that out. It's a PDF. It has all the steps that I'm going to go over now, and it has some extras in there, just some tips and some tricks to really help you maximize creating your morning routine. I think it'll only take you a few minutes to work through, but then you'll be able to create your routine. And then the magic just really comes when you're consistently putting it into action, right? That's where the magic is. So as you're deciding your morning plan, I would just encourage you, make a commitment with yourself to stick to it. You know, I'm going to stick to this for three weeks. I'm going to stick to this for six weeks, whatever it is. And just decide before you start. I'm believing you're going to feel the difference right away. I really think you will. But like any new habit, you've just got to get consistently at it until it becomes part of your everyday life. All right. So before we get into the details of the morning routine, I found that a great routine, it actually really starts the night before. And it's so interesting. I've noticed that the first thought I have in the morning is often the same thought as the last thought I had before I went to sleep the night before. So I try to be intentional about my bedtime routine before I go to bed, right? And a lot of this is trying to optimize your sleep conditions. I have two very small humans who do a good job of keeping me from getting a good night's sleep. So I try to focus on controlling what I can, dark room, cool temperatures, trying to keep my device off and out of the room, just things like that. And then I try to set my intentions for the next day before I go to bed. So what I do is I keep my planner or a notebook beside my bed, and then I'll jot down whatever is running through my mind, things I'm trying to remember for the next day. So things like making appointments or stuff I need to bring to my kids' schools, groceries to get for dinner, just things like that. And then I'll also write down the top three things that I need to get done for the next day. And those are the three things that I need to get done to move the needle, right? To move my family and my businesses forward. Just getting those things out of my brain and onto paper, I think it really helps me sleep better because it allows my brain just not to be going like 100 miles an hour all night. 
And it also means that when I wake up, I've already decided what I'm going to focus on that day. So it's one less thing for me to do in the day when I'm ready to sit down and get to work. Coming from a fellow sleep-deprived mom, none of this should come at the expense of the sleep you need to feel healthy and rested. That is so important. And as I start going through this and your first thought maybe is like, uh, there's no way I can wake up earlier and do all this stuff. I'm already not getting enough sleep. I, I get it. I get it. You don't have to put all of this pressure on yourself, but maybe try getting up just 10 minutes earlier for a week, right? I think you can do that. And then find out what's working for you. You know, give yourself some grace. If right now you have no morning routine. And after hearing this episode, you try a new one and you do it two times a week, three times a week. I mean, that's a big win. This does not have to be an all or nothing routine. Just start somewhere. It'll make a difference. And then you can keep growing from there. All right. So let's get at it. Step number one. The first thing I do as part of my morning routine is I make sure I find time for a few minutes of silence. So if you're going to take anything from this episode, I think the single biggest game changer in a morning routine is to wake up before your kids do. Even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes earlier, I promise you, if right now your alarm clock is, you know, that little body standing at the side of your bed, staring at you and repeatedly being like, mom, 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 you're missing out. You're just missing out on an opportunity to have a few minutes to yourself to focus on yourself, get your head and your heart aligned and in a place so that when your kids do wake up, right, you've already taken care of yourself a bit and you're ready to jump into what they need from you. So I try to wake up about an hour before my kids do. For me, that's optimal. And they don't wake up at the same time every day. Some days I get that full hour in and I'm able to go through my entire routine and I'm able to do everything I wanted to do before they get up. And then some days, you know, they get up earlier and I've only had five or 10 minutes to myself. That's okay. I'm playing the long game here. So I know that if most days I get that hour into myself, that's a huge win. And on the days where my kids do wake up earlier and I don't get all that time to myself in the morning, that's okay too. It's not something that's going to derail my day. I tend to my kids and, you know, try again tomorrow. No worries. So when I do wake up, I have a pair of shorts and a t-shirt already laid out. So I put those out right when I, I put those out the night before, right? So right when I get out of bed, they're there. I put them on and then I just make a cup of coffee. And like putting my clothes out the night before, I also set up my coffee the night before So that when I'm up in the morning, I just have to hit the button on the coffee maker and it starts brewing and I'm ready to get going. While it's brewing, I drink a glass of water and then I grab my coffee and my Bible and a journal and I just sit in my favorite spot in the house. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. Like have a place in your home that's comfortable, relaxing. Maybe you have a cozy blanket there. Maybe it's a candle you love. Maybe it's a special view where you can watch the sun come up. But just choose a place where you can actually look forward to spending that time every morning, right? Set it up. Set it up for how you like it. And then start the day with some silence. For me, I really notice that it reduces my stress levels and it just brings a calm to my day. I start with about five to 10 minutes of silence and I use this time to pray. I do a gratitude journal, whatever works for you. If you want to use this time to meditate, if you want to do some breath work, I think that would be awesome. Uh, But I would just encourage you to use the time to ground yourself. Use the time, right, to connect to something, something bigger, something bigger than yourself that can be really, really powerful in starting the day. And then the next thing I do, number two, step two in my routine is to read. So after a few minutes of prayer and gratitude, I try to spend some time reading. 
This is the time that I'm really investing in myself, right? In my growth. So for me, I like to use this time. Sometimes I use it to read my Bible, especially if I'm going through some sort of Bible study. I'll do that. It's also a great time to read a chapter of a personal development book. Maybe it's a leadership book or a book on marriage or parenting or a business development book. Whatever it is in your life that you're trying to focus on or improve, just grab a book. Even an audiobook, that would work too. And I would spend about 15 to 20 minutes just reading. You'll be amazed at the number of books you can fly through just by consistently doing that for a few minutes a day or a chapter a day. Just get it in. And then the third thing I do, so step three on this morning routine is some affirmations. And this is fairly new to my morning routine, but I've really enjoyed it and I've really found that it's making a difference. If it's something you're interested in in doing, I would encourage you to include it. I read a stat, let me see if I can get this right. I read a stat the other day that said that 80% of women have self-deprecating thoughts about themselves throughout the day, 80%. I mean, that's heartbreaking. And of the thoughts we have each day, research has shown that 90% of our thoughts are repetitive. I mean, let that sink in. 80% of women are having self-deprecating thoughts and 90% of those thoughts are things that they're thinking over and over again each day. And it happens to the best of us. You know, something doesn't go as planned. We snap, we lose our patience, we make a mistake. We we can just be really hard on ourselves. So for me, starting the day with just a strong reminder of the truth, right? The truth of who I am, the truth of what I'm capable of. I'm really just trying to form new neural pathways, right? To reroute my thinking. I can be intentional about what I'm feeding my mind so that my default thought pattern isn't those self-deprecating thoughts that we all face, but rather the truth, the truth. I'm just reminding myself. So the thing about affirmations though, is that in order for them to have any impact, you guys, you've got to actually believe what it is that you're saying, what it is you're saying to yourself and what it is you're saying about yourself. So I would just invite you here, especially to check out the worksheet in the show notes, because I walk you through the five steps I use to create my own affirmations. And I think that doing this is going to help you focus on what you really want in different areas of your life It's going to focus on why you want it. I think that's so important. And then who are you committed to being to create it, right? What are you committed to doing to attain it? For your affirmations, I'd also encourage you to add an inspirational quote, a scripture verse, right? Maybe there's some new philosophy you've come across that really resonated with you. If you hear or read something and you kind of think like, well, that's that's good or wow, that's an area of improvement or focus for me, include that in your affirmations. And you'll begin to really integrate it into your thinking and your living. Say those affirmations out loud. When I do these, I mean, my kids and my husband are usually still sleeping, so I'm not being super loud, but don't say them in your head, like actually speak them out. It's so much more powerful that way. And then the last two things I do in my morning routine are journaling and exercise. So step four for journaling, it's nothing major, again, five to 10 minutes, But just jotting things down in my journal, getting my thoughts out of my head and onto paper. By doing that, I noticed I've I've really gained valuable insight. Sometimes I use it to track habits I'm focusing on. Sometimes I use it, you know, just to vent, vent about what's going on in my life, something that's frustrating me or overwhelming me. Sometimes I use it to take notes, something I'm studying. I pretend I'm trying to teach it to someone else so I can kind of explain it in a way that's coherent. That really helps me to learn. Sometimes I'll just Google some prompts and I'll use those. And sometimes I just journal about the things I've been praying about and how I'm seeing God move. 
And then the last thing is, you know, sometimes I just journal about life. Like what's going on in my day to day? What's going on with my kids? What's going on with my husband? What are the things that I'm working on or working through? Like kind of just a start to finish of, you know, maybe the day before or the, you know, a day in the life or something like that, just to really reflect and just to get, again, things out of your head and down onto paper. And then the last part of my morning routine, step number five here is exercise. And it's really just about getting my body moving and working up a sweat. For me, it's it's taken me time to make exercise really a routine. For most of my adult life, it's not something that I've done consistently. But for the past three to four years, I've just really been committed to getting a sweat on four to five days a week. And it's really made so much of a difference for me physically, obviously, but also just mentally. It's been really good for my mental health. For me, I try to make sure I work out on the weekends because I just seem to have more time on the weekends. It's kind of a slower morning and I can get the workout in. So if I do those two weekend days and I really just try to get a workout in two or three more times during the week, right? When the time's a little more rushed and I got a little more going on in the mornings. And if I can get that done, I feel really good. I find, you know, whatever works best for you here. I personally don't go to the gym just because I have small kids and I feel like the time of driving to the gym, getting there, getting ready, um, and then getting a workout and getting home right now, that's, that's too much for me. But I do have a Beachbody online subscription. So I'll usually just pick a program there, throw it on the TV, 30 minutes, and I move around. I think you can even find workout routines on YouTube for free. Sometimes I just do yoga or just some stretching, but you know, just get your body moving. I also like to do it at home because right now I can still be around for the girls. So this is usually the time of the morning where they start getting up. So by now they've come to actually expect to see me or find me working out when they wake up and they roll out of bed and they'll come look for me in the garage or, you know, in my, in my bedroom, wherever I'm working out. And in this season of my life with small kids, that that's just what works out better for me being at home, right? I can pause the workout if they need something, a bowl of cereal, whatever it is. And then I can take a moment to help them out and jump right back in and finish up. If you love being outside too, just go for a run, just go for a walk outside. That fresh air would be great. Get your body moving and break a sweat, but whatever works best for you, just try to make a habit to get it moving. I would really encourage you to try to do it in the morning too. Moving in the morning I found is the best time because it really helps me release any anxiety I'm feeling as I start the day. And I also just know myself, right? Like if I wait until later in the day to work out, the day's probably just going to get the best of me. And there's more opportunities for excuses to come up. I'm just beat, you know, I'm I'm beat by dinner time. So the chances of me breaking a sweat later in the day are slim. But the other thing is I've also found that if I work out in the morning, I'm actually more likely to start my day with a healthy breakfast. So instead of just grabbing, you know, a protein bar on my way out the door or, or not eating breakfast altogether, I find that if I work out, I'm actually more likely to take the time to just be intentional, make myself a healthy smoothie, scramble a couple eggs really quick before I jump in the shower. For me, that's what works best. And I found that it sets me up for, for better success and uh, just a way to start the day with a win. And that's it. There you have it. It's my five-step morning routine. On the days I don't work out, this whole thing, guys, it takes me about 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes. It's really doable. And again, just start small. I get it. If that sounds overwhelming right now, you don't have to do it all. Just start small, right? 10 minutes. Wake up 10 minutes earlier tomorrow and start with just a few moments of silence. 
journal somewhere peaceful before your kids wake up. And then when you feel like you've got that down, you know, maybe add in some affirmations. Again, just a few more minutes. And then maybe keep the book you're reading in that spot, right? And you'll find you have a few minutes before the kids wake up. If if you have a few extra minutes, read a few pages. But the point is to just create a new routine. And the only way you can do that is if you do it consistently. So I just really want to encourage you. I want to invite you. Take a few minutes right now, right? Think about it. When do you want to start this? How do you want to start? What sounds manageable to you right now? And then just commit to it. You owe it to yourself. You can do this. Set yourself up for success, right? Plan, prepare the night before, do what you can, start small. And as you commit and stay consistent, you're going to see changes. I promise you. And just like it did for me, those changes are going to motivate you. They're going to encourage you. And then you're going to build from there. Because the truth is you are worth it, my friend. You deserve this time in the morning all to yourself, to take care of yourself, to prioritize yourself, to start the day in strength. It's going to make all the difference for you. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.